This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hey, it's Chris Kirkpatrick, and welcome to the Executive Job Search Secrets Podcast. And for this episode, I'm going to talk about the top 10 reasons that people don't do well in interviews. We all know most executive level positions are not posted or advertised. So the big question is this, if those 100K plus jobs are not posted or advertised, how do you go about your job search in a way so you can find the right companies, connect with the right people, and land your next ideal opportunity as quickly as possible and without compromise? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Chris Kirkpatrick, and welcome to Executive Job Search Secrets. All right, so this is this is kind of an exciting topic, and I know I say that a lot, um, and I guess that's why I do what I do, and I love to do this um, because you know the the whole concept of interview preparation um, is is overwhelming to people. Um, you know, probably chances are if you're at the executive level, you haven't had to go through uh, a pure interview process in quite some time, and um, the, you know, it's uncomfortable. You, maybe you're used to being on the other side of the table. Um, and so, so what I want to do in this is literally just cover the top 10 things that I see, top 10 reasons that I find that people fall short in their interview process that kind of keeps them from, from landing that, that executive or leadership role that they're looking for. Um, and, and we'll go from there. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not sure I may try to build out on this series. I'm, I'm not sure, but I was just sitting here working on some content as I, as I typically do, and I was going through and uh, making a list, and these out of, out of a whole bullet point of, uh, list of of different reasons. These are the ten that I kind of came came to that I thought would be uh, would be the most impactful to be able to share with you today. So, and if you can't tell by now, I love lists and and stuff of this nature. I just feel like that's how our brains work, and so uh, hopefully this helps you. So anyway. Um, I think number one reason that people struggle uh, is not being personable enough. I think a lot of times people go into interviews or anything and they get into what we call techno babble, uh, meaning you you focus on the 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 traits and and the tasks and your expertise and your experience and your skills and stuff of that nature, the things that you absolutely need. But the reality is the most important part and none of that matters until they like you. If you can't uh, first establish a connection with them uh, emotionally, if you can't first uh, connect with them on a personal level and, and get them to like you, uh, then, then you're going to struggle. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, if, if, if they, if they think you can do the job, it matters more if, they can picture themselves working with you every single day. Now, once they picture themselves being able to work with you every single day and they, they think you're going to be enjoyable, well, then of course, uh, you, need, they, you need to be able to do the job, right? They, that's the backup. And of course, that, that you, that's an absolute necessity. You have to be able to do that. And so that is what it is. The second thing is just not bringing the right, uh, what we call exhibits with you, whether it's your executive pro forma, your resume, other professional um, you know, exhibits that you, you'd be able to bring with you based on your experience and your industry. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into detail about that right now, but I'll, I'll probably do another podcast 
on that later or put it up on YouTube or something of that nature. Um, but that's, that's, that's a really important one. And it, it, the reason that's important is because it helps you stand out. Um, it, it helps you differentiate yourself because not a lot of people will bring these sorts of exhibits uh, with them. The the number three thing, and actually this could be number one, I had a hard time uh, organizing. I don't, I don't know that these are in importance as far as order from one to 10, uh, but I have it listed here is just simply a lack of preparation. Um, you know, it's why I created the Epic Interview Circle, which is literally a process driven, uh, I guess a driven process that, that helps you go through step by step by step on the things you need to do to prepare and research and, and like questions to ask yourself and um, ways to dive in and research specific details about the company. So when you hit the interview, you're going to come in, come in armed with more information than anybody else going for that job, right? So making sure you prepare effectively is essential. And that's one of the reasons that I always tell people you should never take a last minute interview if you're going for any significant position, because if you're gonna accept an interview, you need to make sure you have at least, I say at least a week to prepare for that interview because I'm telling you, the research, if you wanna be able to set yourself apart, the research you're gonna have to do is, is pretty significant and it's gonna take a lot of your time during that week to get ready for that. Because remember, this is a sales job. You gotta, you gotta dedicate the time to it. Reason number four, don't have the proper body language. Uh, I, I, a lot of people, are just not comfortable sitting in interviews. You either show too much confidence or you don't have enough confidence, uh, whatever. It, body language is, is another language. And oftentimes it's not what you say, it's what you look like when you're saying it, right? If you come across, you can say the right words, you can be positive, um, but if your body language is, is not congruent with the words that are coming out of your mouth and the energy and everything that's there, then you're going to struggle. It's, it's not going to work out for you. Uh, reason number five is that there's incongruencies with your resume and LinkedIn. One of the things I, I say a lot is a confused mind always says no. Anytime you create an incongruency and maybe the information on your resume is different than LinkedIn or, or somewhere else, or maybe um, your, your branding is just having mixed messages, make sure that you don't have any incongruencies because you never want anybody be, to be confused about who you are, what you stand for, why you do what you do, and how that can potentially impact the direction of their organization and what they're looking to achieve, right? Number six, and honestly, this, this is kind of like an overriding one, um, is, is that you didn't show enough passion. People don't show enough passion when they're in interviews. It's one of the reasons I, I sit down with every single person that I work with and, I, and, and we wanna create what we call a passion statement. The passion statement is such a huge thing because if you are in an interview and they feel like you're just going for a job, you are dead in the water, you have no chance. If you show passion, if you show that, that you are looking for this role because of other reasons that excite you, that are more uh, tied into what you know, what you're what what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. It doesn't have to be you're necessarily passionate about. Um, I don't know, uh, garbage cleaning or whatever. Or, you know, let's say you were going for a, a waste management company, so to speak. It, you don't have to be passionate about waste management, but maybe you're passionate about strategies to. Uh, help the environment or something like that. Like 
you got to be able to take your passions and directly correlate and build that bridge of understanding to them. So, and, and, and you got to work through this and this takes time and introspection and preparation to, to do all this, but you need to make sure that you show the passion for the role and the position and the company and the industry that you are interviewing for in that moment. Number seven, uh, answers to your questions, to the questions that they ask you, uh, don't have structure. It's one of the things in our interview masterclass that we teach everybody is when you are answering a question, make sure you have a framework or a structure that you're going to respond to those questions in because that helps you avoid number eight, which is rambling when you're answering questions. Um, the, the reality behind this is too often you're asked a question that either you expect or don't expect, I suppose, but once you're asked a question, you just go on and on and on. And at the end, you don't know where to stop. So when you do stop, it seems awkward. And honestly, you seem like you're, you're not completely in control of your environment or unprepared or, or you know, just unprofessional. So uh, that's number eight is uh, rambling when you're answering questions. Number nine is uh, someone else just seems more qualified. Um, you may feel like there's nothing you can do about that, but it's absolutely not true. If you look at or listen to the things that I just mentioned, all those, all those topics, all those reasons that people struggle, if you address all of those succinctly and, and, and thoroughly, and you go through and, and deal with those weaknesses that you may or may not have. And chances are you struggle with at least one of those things. And if you deal with one of those, then it's going to help shorten that gap if somebody else is more qualified. Perception is reality here, right? So it's not always the person who's most qualified that gets the job. It's the person who's strategically networked into the right places that builds emotional connections with the people. And, and obviously, we, we buy from people we know, like, and trust. We hire people we know, like, and trust. And that is a big thing. So um, number 10, uh, you didn't answer the difficult questions in the right way. Once again, this comes back to framework, uh, comes back to preparation and research. It's a combination. Um, there are obviously a, a, a smorgasbord of, of questions that you're going to receive while you're in an interview. Some of those questions are more important than others. They, they are weighted, right? And when you get those difficult questions, when you do your research, when you are prepared effectively, and that's why, once again, we created the epic circle, epic preparation circle, that is what's going to help avoid not having the answers uh, or, or not being uh, completely on point when having to answer and give relevant answers to their tough questions, the ones that are weighted really heavily uh, for them in their interview process. So that is the top 10 uh, reasons that people don't do well in interviews that I think obviously there's more. It's not a, an all-encompassing list, but I feel like those are areas that everybody needs help. Um, and I, I guess if you can just fix one of those areas, if you could just improve in one of those areas, it's going to help you significantly. If you're somebody who looks at this or has been listening to this and is, is thinking, man, I have probably two, three, four of those areas where I could use some improvement in, I would really encourage you to take, you know, to, to take a chance, go to careernextagency.com. Uh, click on it. I'd love to have a conversation with you. We have an interview masterclass. We've got other coaching services we can help you with. 
Um, we also um, have our free uh, Executive Job Search Secrets Masterclass. It's a five video, really quick masterclass that walks you through the five steps uh, that you, uh, five step process that we coach every single one of our clients to to follow when they're going through their job search process. So anyway, once again, go to uh, careernextagency.com. Feel free to connect with me there. And uh, I look forward to talking to you on the next podcast. Until then, go out and crush it. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. As a token of my gratitude, I want to give you free access to my executive Job Search Secrets Masterclass that'll walk you through the five steps we use with every single one of our clients to help them find their ideal job in, a, in the shortest time possible. If you look below, the link to the masterclass and your free access will be listed in the description of this podcast episode. I hope it makes a huge impact in your job search. Go out there and crush it. I'll see you on the next podcast. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.